Okay, sorry to break up the party, but we got one more session tonight. some fun memory principles that really will work. I don't know if you guys have looked through your notes, but these will really <clears throat> help. And I, I really plead with you guys, don't be too skeptical about these until you give them a try. Because they're worth, they're worth the effort. Sorry, I got something wrong with my throat tonight. <coughs> okay, to start, we're going to look at, at the way the memory works. See, these, these techniques and principles I'm going to teach you basically just incorporate the way the memory naturally works. So there's five, here's some basic memory principles. The first one is concentration. Just plain old choosing to concentrate on something. There was a professor who every time he made an important point would reach over and slap the person in the front row right after he made that point because that slapping the face concentrated his mind wonderfully so the first memory principle is really choosing to concentrate on something and these principles I'm going to teach you will help you really concentrate on the verse or list or number whatever you're trying to memorize <clears throat> second principle is we remember pictures way better than we do words I got an exercise for you. Count how many windows are in the house you grew up in. Okay, so what did you guys just... See, what did you start doing? You started walking through your home, right? You used mental pictures. So we see pictures. We think in pictures. A picture really is worth a thousand words. So if you can, you will remember a picture. That's why you can remember people's faces way better than names. I'm thoroughly unimpressed with someone who says I'm really good with faces but not so good with names. <laughs> oh, we also remember the ridiculous. <laughs> Apparently uh, Bill Blank sprayed some water all over you guys. Was that <laughs> this morning? Yeah, he got my Bible wet. yeah, I think he got some of your test papers wet too. <laughs> Uh, that was something that was ridiculous and out of the ordinary. And that is going to stick in your mind long after you've forgotten other aspects of the class. We remember the ridiculous. Think back to parties, think back to last year, your last year of school. The things you remembered were not the ordinary mundane things, but the ridiculous things. Our memories naturally remember the ridiculous things. Fourth memory principle is association. I'm sure you've all had that feeling of, oh, that reminds me. Apparently, we never really forget anything that we learn. But we do lose the retrieval patterns. We lose the things that help us retrieve it. So even though it's there somewhere, sometimes memories that are, you've long forgotten about 
a certain smell or a song, you know how memories can be attached to a song and you hear a song and it brings you back to that because it was linked by association. So well, I'm going to try to teach you some association principles that will help you memorize scripture. The fifth memory principle is practice and trust. Some people don't have great memories because they don't trust their memories. Memory is really like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. I am a little, I will admit, I'm a little rusty right now. I haven't done a whole lot of memorizing lately. But when I was doing a ton of memorizing at your age, I was memorizing a verse a day for many years. And it was just, my mind was getting so sharp. And I was just able to review those chapters backwards and forwards and verse by verse. I don't say that to brag, but just to say that the memory, when it gets sharp, when it gets strong, is an amazing tool. So I also want to use that to encourage you that when you start memorizing scripture, which is one of the most benef beneficial, spiritually, spiritually benef <laughs> one of the most spiritually beneficial things you can do, it's going to be beneficial. So. <laughs> Sometimes I can just be brilliant, insightful, and amaze myself. <laughs> so we're going to memorize this list. This is full of hidden significance and meaning. We're going to memorize this list of toothbrush, soap, carrots, milk, pencils, and cheese. This is someone's, someone's shopping list. Now, if I were to just tell you to go memorize this list, I think most of you would fail miserably. But if you can learn to link these images, watch this. This will be amazing how quickly you can remember this. So the idea is to start applying some of these principles. So for the first thing we're going to do is we're going to link the toothbrush and the soap together into one image in our mind so that when we think toothbrush, we'll immediately think soap. So the key to do this is to come up with the most ridiculous picture you can think of. So you can think of a toothbrush, a giant toothbrush that is full of dove soap bristles, which would just be terrible. <laughs> or picture a, a giant bar of soap brushing its teeth. I don't care which, is, which of those images. They're ridiculous. Pick that image, concentrate on that image. Let's pick the one with the toothbrush with the giant soap bristles because that just gives you a terrible... Did, did any of you get your mouth washed out with soap for lying? Yeah. Vinegar. Vinegar. <laughs> Soap is terrible. Liquid soap. Liquid soap is awful. Okay, so do you have that, that picture in your mind? Okay, the next two things we're going to link are soap and carrots. Let's picture a giant carrot stick taking a shower and soaping up. <laughs> do you have that picture in your mind? Get that burned into your mind. Next, we're going to link carrots and milk. So picture milking a cow and carrots are coming out. <laughs> if you've ever milked a cow, that is one disturbing picture. That is I have. Disturbing picture. So get that picture in your mind. Next we're going to do uh, milk and pencils. So. <laughs> Any ideas for how you want to link milk and pencils? 
Okay, you could you could picture a, a pe okay a pencil straw drinking milk. So you just you link. Okay, he wants a pencil stabbing a cow's udder and milk spewing out. <laughs> Okay, so now that we've linked milk and pencils, we're going to link pencils and cheese. Um, picture... Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll try that. I, I, a pencil sharpener made out of Swiss cheese. So you got the pencil now. Okay. So, the first list on your item is toothbrush. What comes to mind when you think of toothbrush? Soap. Okay, what comes to mind when you think of soap? Carrot. What comes to mind when you think of carrot? What do you milk. What do you <laughs> when you think of the, the milk? The pencil. What comes to mind? <laughs> Isn't that amazing how that worked? Almost effortlessly, that list came to mind. So that's one memory trick. I can teach you guys. So if you want to remember a grocery list, but just remember, take the, the extra effort to come up with a more ridiculous picture. Because it does two things. It focuses you to concentrate on it more, but it also makes it more memorable the more ridiculous it is. This is one thing about these memory principles is that if you don't make it ridiculous enough, it won't stick as well as if it's, if it's really ridiculous. Okay, another principle I want to teach you is the alternate word system. Because it was really easy to, to picture things like pencils, milk, and cheese, but there's some, there's some words in the Bible that you want to memorize that they're, they're harder to visualize, or names, they're harder to visualize. So, like perseveres, to someone who, or perseverance, all you have to remember is, a purse made out of ears. A, a, a purse of ears. Or for the book of Colossians, just think of collisions. You just make that association and it will stick in your mind. When you think of collisions, you'll think of Colossians. So all you have to do is a picture, have a picture in mind of a, of a tree, a car slamming into a tree. Okay, so now we're going to memorize a little more useful list, the 12 disciples. So when your next professor asks you, or if he does, if any professor asks you to name the 12 disciples, you don't have to go Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because two of those are not disciples. Okay, so the first disciple we're going to memorize, Simon Peter. So we'll think of salmon. Salmon, Simon. Picture salmon. The second disciple is James, so a jam jar. So picture a salmon trying to squeeze his way out of a jam jar. Okay, so what are the first two disciples based on that picture? Salmon and James, Simon Peter and James. Okay, now have that jam jar yawning with, a, with a, a big yawn. Just take a moment to really visualize the jam jar yawning. You got that picture? Now, 
Out of that yawn, the next disciple is Andrew. Out of this yawn comes a bunch of ants marching, drawing on pads. The ant drew. Andrew. Okay. The ants drew. Andrew. Get it? It's not supposed to be clever. <laughs> you just need to get it. Okay. Now, we need to link Andrew and Philip. So, link an ant at a filling station, somehow. The ant is filling up gasoline. Just burn that picture into your mind of a giant ant filling up a, a truck. Now the next thing we're going to want to remember is the disciple Bartholomew. So you can... What did I... What did I yeah, a giant, a giant bar, the tall MU on it. So you can link this by having the, the truck, the ant is filling up a giant semi full of bar, these bars that are, have a tall MU in the logo. So bar, tall MU, Bartholomew. So it's the Andrew, the Philip, Bartholomew. Um, then have this truck driving over this mat that has a big U on it. Matt, U. Matthew. So, uh, next, picture this mat playing on a tom-tom drum. Because it's, it's the math with the U on it playing tom-tom for Thomas. So you can, you can laugh at this. You may find this silly. You may forget what I have to say, but let me tell you, this works. This taps into natural memory resources. You really will find that it works. So, picture the mat playing a tom-tom drum. Then, let's see, how did I... This tom-tom turns into a jam jar with an elf face. So, superimpose Legolas over <laughs> with the big ears onto the tom-tom drum. So can you, you picture Legolas as a tom-tom drum? With James, son of Alpheus. So he's got an elf face. It's a gem. <laughs> Just visualize it. Then, Oh, so you're, just, you're linking this. You don't, don't try to make it just one picture. Just as we saw from our earlier exercise, you just get the two pictures in your mind and your mind will naturally follow the link. So then picture a very sad picture, a giant letters, E-S, and they're very sad because they're eating jam out of the, the, the elf face, jam jar. Just picture that. So that's sad ES for Thaddeus. Just get that. Okay. <coughs> then this Thaddeus is sad because Simon the Canaanite is beating the tar out of him with a cane. So picture a, another salmon with a cane beating on the sad ES. So that's Simon the Canaanite. And that's why he's sad, because he's getting beaten on by Simon the Canaanite. Then, picture men chewing gum for Judas, 
and they're us saying us carry it because something bad happened to the salmon and they're having to carry it out. So it's uh, Judas Iscariot. So picture chewing men saying us carry it and they're, they're carrying the salmon with the cane. The gum? They're chewing for chew dust. So the chewing, chudas. So even though it's abstract, the fact that it's been kind of emblazoned on your mind helps form that connection. This is just, just tapping into the association memory principle. So let's see what we remember. What do you picture when you picture the salmon? Simon, Simon, Peter. Jar. So a, a jam jar. So it goes Simon, James. Then just what? Take a moment to trust your memories. What is what, do you, what is what is the jam jar doing? Yawning. So it's. John, okay, what's coming out of the yawn? Ants. Ants. So it's Andrew. Then what does the ant do? It's filling up. It's filling up. Fill up. And then what's the, what's the fill up doing? The Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Yes, exactly. Then what does the, the semi with the carrying the Bartholomews? Mass. Matthew. Then what does the mat do? Okay, just, right, okay, so you, what, but what's, what's the picture of the mat? The mat's playing on the tom-tom drum. Yeah, and then what happens to the tom-tom drum? It turns into a jam with an face. Which means James, the son of Elpheus. Okay, and then, and then what happens to the jam jar? Yeah, so Thaddeus is the next disciple. Very good. And then, why is Thaddeus sad? The saddest. So, because it's Simon the Canaanite. And then, what happens to Simon the Canaanite? He's carried by Judas Iscariot. Is that cool or what? Judas Iscariot. So, did that work for you guys? Kind of. I mean, I, I know it's kind of hard and pressure to really stop and take the time, but if you emblaze those images in your mind, you just, I just gave you tools to memorize. That's a, a semi-practical list, to know the 12 disciples, that at least it will impress people. <laughs> okay, so, you see how this works. I really want you guys to be believers in this, because it really will make memorizing work. There is a story of a man who had a habit of whenever he carried sacks of grain on a donkey, he would always carry the sacks of grain on one side and then he would balance it on the other side with rocks. So it made it so much heavier for the donkey to carry it. This man came and showed the guy a revolutionizing principle. You know, if you just take the rocks off and even the, the grain on both sides, you can either carry twice as much or your donkey will be able to go twice as far because the weight's evenly distributed and it's actual weight on either side. So the man thanked him very much, but then as a man to help this guy, watched the man as donkey go over the hill. As soon as they went beyond the hill, the guy took the grain, he put it back all on one side and loaded up the donkey on the other side of rocks. It makes, it seems foolish, but a lot of you are going to just discard the use of these principles and just go back to way the way you've always been memorizing. You don't have to use my pictures you don't have to do it this way, but at least try to learn those five basic memory principles. 
to use pictures whenever you can, to use association, to try to make it ridiculous. These things will truly help. Uh, there's a terrific book I have, and he um, uses pictures to help you memorize the entire book of James. And working my way through James, after I had memorized the gospel, it really stuck. But so now we're going to use this list because there's lots of lists in Scripture that are really helpful to memorize. Now some of you may feel a little uncomfortable using ridiculous pictures with God's Word. Um, this isn't blasphemy and this isn't making the sacred profane. What you'll find happens is this is just a crutch that burns it into your mind. And what eventually you'll lose the ridiculous pictures, but what will get left if you keep reviewing is the Scripture. This is just a memory help. And even if you forget the pictures, the very act of trying to think of pictures is helping you concentrate further on the verse. Some people balk at this idea because they say, well, it takes more work to come up with these pictures. And it's easier just to remember Jesus wept than to try to come up with pictures. But the thing is, it may be easier to memorize one verse the rote way, which is just repeating it over and over. You'll have short-term gain just using it the old way of repetition. But if you, once you get into 10 verses, 20 verses, whole chapters, you need something that's going to help make it stick long-term. So sometimes this verse, this, this method of memorizing helps you learn faster, but more importantly, it helps you retain it longer. So let's memorize Philippians 4.8. First of all, let's Let's all read this aloud. I think you can see it in your notes. There's, we'll start in just a second. What's important is that you use these pictures in your mind, but that you also use your memory muscles of your tongue to say it. There's, I'm sure if you've, any of you who have done memorizing, sometimes it just ha your, the muscles in your mouth help you remember what the verse said. Just by, once you get started, it just kind of came because you'd repeated it so often that your muscles kind of led the way. There is muscle memory. So it's very important that in addition to using these principles, you do just repeat it over and over. But let's read Philippians 4.8, starting now. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. Okay, if memorizing the disciple list was valuable, this is even more valuable. So let's get to work memorizing this. Whatever is true, picture true magazine. However you want to visualize that, just picture magazine with a bold, splashy logo that says true on it. Then, whatever is honorable. So you honor a bull. So picture this true magazine putting a blue ribbon on a big giant cartoon bull with his chest puffed out and he's standing there receiving this award. Burn, just take a moment to really concentrate on that image. Do you see it? The, the magazine is putting a blue ribbon. Is blue ribbon down here first place? I think up there, it's up in Canada. I think the red ribbon is first place. So, so the blue ribbon is first place. So he's putting a blue ribbon on the bull, honorable. Now picture this bull riding. So he's, you know, he's hunkered down with, on his front legs with his legs crossed behind him. You got this picture of the bull, cartoon bull, riding. Okay, so what's the first image? True magazine. And what's the true magazine doing? 
And what's the bull doing? The honorable. So whatever things are true, whatever things are honorable, whatever things are right. Now, whatever is pure. Now, this is one. This is a good example where it's kind of hard to come up with an image for pure, and you can come up with something elaborate. This isn't a great connection, but once you make it in your mind, it works. So it's a, a funnel. A funnel can be used to purify things because it'll it'll catch some of the impurities and the liquids will go through. So picture a funnel for pure. So this bull is writing, but he's writing with a funnel. So he's writing with a funnel. So what's your association for the right and pure? Okay. Now, whatever is lovely, we're going to do a level E. So you've seen the big construction levels. You can picture that with an E underneath. So it's a level E. So all you need to picture is big level E's coming down into the funnel and getting purified, so becoming smaller, with little level E's coming out. Do you have that picture in your mind? Are you seeing it? Okay, so whatever is right, whatever is pure with the funnel, whatever is lovely, lovely, then whatever is of good repute. So we'll th think of a, a pew with RE carved into it. I'm really stretching your minds here, but I want you, this is so worth it. Nothing is worth stretching your mind like memorizing scripture. So, whatever is of good repute. So picture a pew with R-E carved into it. Then picture the level E sitting on that pew. Do you see it? Whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. Then, there's any excellence. So picture an egg selling ants. So, on the side of this pew is an egg selling ants, a great deal. Ants just crawling out of this. If there's any, whatever's of good repute, if there is any excellence, then if there is anything worthy of praise. So you can picture the egg puts his hands up praising because he sold all his ants. The egg, if, if there's anything worthy of praise. So, then you can just picture the whole sequence in, contained in a thought circle. Think on these things. This is a very excellent verse to judge, to evaluate your meditation. So what is the first, let's see if we remember this. Don't look at your notes. Try to, let's try to do this from memory because that was the whole point. <laughs> What's the first image? It's true. Nice. Okay, so whatever is true, honorable, just whatever, whatever is right, pure, lovely. If there is anything of excellence, no, okay, what, what, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's, let's see, it says whatever is of good repute. 
If there is any, uh -huh. if, if there's any, if anything praiseworthy. Okay, so did that work? Are some of you a bit of believers? See, it was a bit of a little goofy and it worked, but it seemed like most of you got that verse, that you memorized it. And now, <laughs> take time to review these things tonight when you're going to bed. An excellent way to combat the harmful thinking that Satan wants you to do at night. Review the 12 disciples. Review Philippians 4.8. I'm, I'm kind of a nerd this way. On my way into Lethbridge, I memorized Matthew 1. That was fun. There's lots of rich pictures in the, some of those Old Testament names. Okay. <laughs> Here's another... Unfortunately, your minds are going to be getting tired right about now, so please bear with me for the last half of this talk. I don't expect you to all to be able to walk out here with everything memorized, but I hope to at least be able to guide you through these notes, and I hope you'll take the time to save these pages of notes and to apply these, because I did this system once where I memorized these fun projects, and then I gave up on it and went back to the old way. But then I, I picked it up a couple years later and I memorized the whole book of James that way and from that moment I was hooked. I have not gone back. Anytime I memorize a verse, I use this system because it works so well. Okay, here's how you can memorize numbers. Uh, you link phonetic sounds to the numbers. So just bear with me, you'll see how this is valuable in a moment. Uh, the number one, the sound that comes with the number one is t. It's t or d. It's based on phonetic sounds, not so much the letter, but the sound. So you notice how t and d are very similar phonetic sound. Different letters, but they use the same part of them. So one is t and d. It's very easy to remember this one because uh, a one looks like a, a t. Uh, as one downstroke. Yeah, you can look at my notes too. Uh, two has N. An N has two downstrokes. So one is T, two is N. Uh, M, three is M, and M has three downstrokes. Four is the R sound. Four ends in R. It's pretty easy to do that one. Four, R. Five, L is the Roman number for 50, so five is L. Six is J, sh, the soft G, the sh, and the ch. So you can say sh to six giant chickens. Some of these, the association isn't so readily apparent, so you need to, to get that. Seven is k, so you can remember two sevens make a k, or seven up is the uncola, but two sevens make a k, so seven is k. Uh, eight is f, just I ate fruits and vegetables, eight, v, uh, nine, p, b, and zero is z, or s, easy. Now, if you want to remember numbers, you take, so I, I, this is actually a person from our church, so please do not call this number. But I'm gonna help you memorize this number for the sake of illustration. <laughs> And to make it easy, I am not going to tell you the area code. But the number is 867-2283. So here's how this works. The eight 
has the f or v sound. The six has the sh or j sound. And the seven has the k sound. So we're going to make up a word based on these phonetic sounds. And you can insert whatever vowel, vowel you want into this. So I came up with faux shake. So faux shake for the eight, six, seven. You see, there's the, you, first of all, you can picture a faux and just shaking the life out of them. Someone you can't stand, your faux, shaking them. Faux shake. Now, once I know faux shake, I can go, okay, what was the number? And sometimes this is, it is definitely more work at first. But let me tell you, eventually it becomes so quick that you'll just, you can just remember just like that, honestly, if you're anything like me. So, faux shake. The f is the what? The eight. The sh is the six. And the k, so the eight six seven. Now it's two two eight three. So we have n n f m. So you can put whatever vowels you want in there. So I put nun foam, and because it's easy to visualize, a nun spring foam. <laughs> nun foam. So. Faux shake non foam is the picture for memory. Now, it's easy to remember this guy's number because I just have to picture, picture him as my foe shaking him. And you know, it has helped me remember this guy's number because obviously the 867 is our, our local area code. So I just have to remember the non foam. So I burned that image into my mind of non foam. And it has helped so much. Non foam, well, that's 2283. It comes just like that. <laughs> so, you got that. None foam. It really will help. Now, here's another way you can use this. You make pigs. I wish I had taken a few moments to brush this up because it was a pretty impressive memory trick. I had memorized, oh, what, do you what do you have, 43, 44 presents by now? I had memorized all of them and their position in order. And I, I did it in a couple hours. I was sick that day. But I still, <laughs> I did that. And so I'm, I, it's been so long since I've done it. And it would have been an impressive thing that would have added some credibility to the class. But you could just say 11, and I would remember the peg for that. But it, since I don't know it, it, showed, it totally shoots holes in, in my credibility. But anyway, it was impressive when I did know it. So this peg system, for when you remember, like, in a little bit, we're going to memorize the Ten Commandments, so you can remember which commandment goes with which. So here's the pegs. One is tie. Do, do you get this? Uh, each one of these are words where we only added vowels, so they only t contain one phonetic sound. Uh, tie, Noah, Ma, Rai, La, Shu, Cow, Ivy, B, Toes. So tie is the T. It's one. So Tie will be our system. So whatever we want to remember as number one in our order, we'll just put a very garish tie around his neck. Two is Noah. T is n. Uh, I understand this won't be as effective because it does take some work to memorize the phonetic numbers. Three is m. Four or is ma. 
4 is rye. 4 is very easy. Some of these you remember just like that. Uh, and so then you just have to take the time to <laughs> fill in the blanks. 5 is law, 6 is shoe, 7 is cow, 8 is ivy, 9 is bee, and toes. So let's memorize the Ten Commandments. So what the first pig is tie. Uh, I'll let you guys look down at the pig system and you can hypothetically pretend that you have it memorized. You can look at the pig system, but you can't look at the Ten Commandments. So you, we can see if you can at least get you to the point where when you look at the pig, you remember which commandment goes with it. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. So when you memorize, you develop certain universal pictures that become your own code and you remember. But the tie wrapped around a throne. Throne is my universal symbol for God and you can put the throne in different ways, but throne is God. So the tie wrapped around the throne and a bee holding a four and a knot. So that shall not have any gods before me. But see, what's great about this is if things like the, the bee and the, the knot, they get blurry in your mind, you'll just start to remember that the first commandment is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And all you'll need to see in your mind is the tie in the throne. But if you can make a ridiculous picture, you'll remember tie. What do you see when you see, think of the tie? It's wrapped around the throne. So thou shalt have no other gods before me is the first commandment. The second commandment, you shall not make for yourself an idol. You should not bow down or serve them. So picture Noah bowing before a golden calf. You see that. So when you think of Noah, what do you see? He's bowing before. So thou shalt have no other gods. You shall not make for yourself an idol. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. The third commandment is you shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. So picture a ma with a southern ma with profanity spewing out of her mouth. Ma is the third, is the third pig. Ma, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So just picture a ma spewing profanities to know that that's the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy? Our peg word is rye. So picture a rye loaf of bread sitting in a very sad bath with holes coming out of the sad bath. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. So you think of the rye bath taking a sad bath, and it's sad because holes are coming out of it. It's very holy. So. What do you see when you think of Ma, which is the third pig? So what's the third commandment? Shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. What do you think, picture when you think of Noah, which is the second pig? So thou shalt not create any idols or bow down and serve them. What do you picture when you think of the tie? It's wrapped around a throne and a bee. Thou shalt not have any gods before me. Okay. The fifth commandment is honor your father and mother. So... Some of these aren't super ridiculous, but law, so picture a lawman bowing down to his, his parents. Or you could picture, all you really need to remember is law and parents, so you could picture the lawman locking your parents up in jail too. Because all you need to link is law and parents, because once you remember parents, you're going to know that you shall honor your parents. You shall not murder uh, the pig. For number six is shoe, so picture a shoe stabbed with a knife. Thou shalt not commit murder. 
So what do you what do you see when you see the shoe? But do you see how the ridiculous and the association are working? Some of you are getting to be believers. I like that. This is good. You shall not commit adultery. Now, picture a tree. Yeah, it's shining a flashlight in its eyes. So it's a dull, dumb tree. It's shining a flashlight in its eyes. Um, now, to link, the seventh pig is cow because it's k. So picture a cow caught in the branches of this dull tree. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And the seventh. So, where do you see this cow? In adultery. So the seventh is the pig. Just, just take a moment to visualize that. Okay. Shall not steal. Picture a thief stealing ivy and getting caught in it. Ivy. I shall not steal. So the pig word for eight is ivy. And what do you see with the ivy? Man stealing and getting caught. Thou shall not steal. Shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. So picture a bear holding a wet nest and getting stung by a giant bee. Because bee is nine, I shall not bear false witness. So the bear holding a wet nest, wet nest, I shall not bear false witness. And it's getting stung by a giant bee. So what do you see with the bee? Okay, thou shalt not covet. Toes is the tenth commandment, is the, is the tenth peg. So picture toe, a cove eating toes. Ew. Giant, Ew. ugly, fungus-infected toes. <laughs> so what do you picture when you think of toes? <laughs> the cove eating them for coveting. <laughs> coveting. Okay, so let's put away... Make sure you guys are only looking at the pig system. Cover the rest of it. We're going to see how well you remember the Ten Commandments. What do you picture when you see the first pig is tie? What do you picture when you see the tie? So what is the first commandment? Very good. What do you picture when you think of Noah? So what's the second commandment? Or bow down and serve them. What the pig the third pig is Ma. What do you picture with Ma? Right. What's the pig word the fourth pig is rye. What do you picture? A rye taking a sad bath. So remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Very good. Fifth pig is La. What do you picture? Honor thy father and thy mother. Very good. The sixth peg is shoe. So what do you? So not murder. Uh, what do you picture when you think of cow, which is the seventh peg? That shall not commit adultery. Very good. Uh, what do you picture in the eighth peg, which is ivy? Thief getting shot. That shall not steal. Very good. What's the peg for the the ninth peg is B? What do you picture with nine? Shall not bear false witness. And the tenth pig is toes. Thou shalt not covet. So do you guys see that? I mean, you could have just memorized this by list, but sometimes it's nice to know what was the fifth day. You could also memorize the days of creation this way. 
what, what was created on the second day, the third day, the fourth day. Uh, you can remember the birth order of your siblings. <laughs> I, had I have 10 siblings, so <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. I can even remember all their names. See, all the boys in our family are Jay. So it went Jesse, Jonathan, Josiah, Joel, Jeremiah. Then we had what we like to say. Yeah. We had the next, the wind and the willows, the beauty. Or we like to say the, the beauties and the beast, which is Emily. Seven brothers. She had, the, there was the, five, the four boys, then Emily, then three brothers after her. So she was one girl with seven brothers. Can you imagine anybody more blessed? One girl, seven brothers, just surrounded by wonderfulness. Then she had, the next was Jeremiah, Joey, and Josh. Then there was Amy Joy and Hannah Grace. And now you'll see Amy Joy in the Josie Flicks. I really do want you guys to look up Josie Flicks because did anybody look up It Matters? Aren't you the teacher's pet? <laughs> Thank you very much for looking. <laughs> Just, it matters. It was a pretty good one. It's a short one. You also got to watch the one about the man van. It's about my brother's minivan. I'm going to dig out your paper and up your grade. <laughs> Katie White. Katie White, that's good to know. <laughs> Lame. Lame. Okay. Let's, um, I'm going to show you how to memorize a passage because so far I've showed you how to memorize with the peg system and how to memorize lists. But how do you memorize scripture? And this is where the system kind of broke down for me at first, and it takes a bit of an art. So let's try to refocus here a little bit. A problem with, uh, you'll find when you start memorizing passages is, is making too many pictures. You don't, when you, to remember a verse, you really only need to remember, I mean, and I probably made the mistake of drawing too many pictures in this. But to remember a verse, you really only need just a couple ideas. So you want to simplify this when you're memorizing a passage. So you haven't made a picture for every single word of the verse. Otherwise, that picture gets to be so complex and it wouldn't really help. So you just want to make sure that you've done just enough to get you started. So this is... a an example of some of my cartoon work. Okay, so first of all we're just going to look at the... This is, a, this is an excellent passage. This is a, such a key evangel... evangel uh, verse passage for evangelism. Yes? Yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> moving right along. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. Just going to read it to you. Therefore, if, any was in, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, 
and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This, these few verses are packed with evangelical, evangelistic wisdom. If you need a bit of a kickstart for your evangelism and you're wondering what does God require of us, this is a tremendous passage. And this is why I specifically picked this one to help memorize. So we only have a few minutes, so I'll just walk through these pictures with you. And then I really hope you guys take the time. You know, some of you really care about God and learning this stuff and applying it. And I... And I'm not going to judge, but it's possible some of you here are here for less than terrific motives. This isn't a, a bridal college, but it's, uh, <laughs> I do, that is so lame and so old, I'm sorry. But I do really hope you guys take the time to apply these principles. Work your way through, at least memorize this section, and then try to memorize this, because <coughs> memorizing is so helpful in your spiritual walk. It's so cleansing of the mind, and there's something about the memorized word that is so powerful. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how Bill Blank interpreted that, that verse in James, but receive with meekness the implanted word. I believe at least one of the things that means is receive with meekness the memorized word, the word that really gets planted. And it's, it takes a lot more to have something implanted in you than just memorizing it. But it's a huge start to really get it memorized. I find that that is when scripture really comes alive is when I've memorized it. And those of you who have taken the time to memorize know what I'm talking about. And Satan hates it when you memorize. So expect it to be hard. Expect it to be difficult. Expect it to not be fun. Because it is, but it will get easier. And I, what was so cool about the system was I was memorizing huge chunks of scripture almost effortlessly. And I was so excited to be able to memorize these large portions of scripture and it was so much easier. So I really urge you take the time. It's so worth it. So let's, I'll just break down these pictures for you so that you can at least understand what I'm, and you know, feel free to discard these images and try to visualize new images in your mind. Some of these are not ridiculous enough because I'm not a terrific cartoonist, but you can, the mind is not so bridled by what you can draw. It can come up with really ridiculous pictures. But, so, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. Uh, my word key, uh, new creation in this. If anyone is in Christ, so I've got the person, cro <coughs> the cross is my symbol for Christ. If anyone is in Christ, you see there's a man in Christ, in the cross. He's a new creation. <laughs> My way of making something new is to make it shiny, and so I have those little sparkly things. <laughs> if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Now, old things have passed away. It looks like I've got an old-time radio, bell-bottom pants, and a moldy piece of bread, and windmills, uh, the old-fashioned windmill. So, old things have passed away. Those were my, uh, my symbol for old things. Uh, all things... It's kind of hard to visualize, so I just pictured tall things. I'm very creative, came up with tall poles. Uh, if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. 
tall things have become new. So all things have become new. So let's just see if, just looking at that verse, you can, looking at the picture, you can repeat the verse. If anyone is in Christ, is a new creation, old things have passed away, all things have become new. So it's going to involve really trying to get that picture, embellishing it, whatever, but seeing the picture. See, once you've really focused on seeing the picture, then it'll really help bring the verse to it. And it really is a lot of work and to come up with these pictures because you really have to focus. And sometimes pictures just don't come. Sometimes pictures come easily. But it, remember, concentration is one of the key principles of memorizing. And just taking the time to come up with the pictures really helps you focus in on, this, on the, the passage. Okay, the next verse. Now, all, the, all things are of God. So, I've got the tall things. All things are of God on the throne. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Now, you can probably come up with a better picture than reconcile, but I was picturing one of those big silage buildings with a crack on it to reconcile. To reconcile. So, to reconcile. To reconcile. It doesn't work, but all you have to know, I mean, and what's so great is when you're standing up here reciting a scripture, nobody has to see what's going on in your mind. <laughs> and that's what's great about it. Because you you're reciting this, and people don't need to see how ridiculous it is. But all what's coming out is the polished scripture. And eventually, the ridiculous goes. Sometimes when you're reviewing a passage, you do need to, to brush up the pictures on it. All things are of God, who is reconciled to us through Christ, who has... How did I, how did I put this? And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, I don't even know if... I, I came up with a word for ministry. I, I didn't picture. But just the, the thing is, he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. This is an example where it was less cluttered to come up with a picture for ministry. I could have come up with a picture for it. And some of these pictures are probably still too complicated. That really was the mistake I made when I first started applying the system, was making my pictures way too complicated. The idea is to just kind of simplify them. All things are of God, who is reconciled to us through Christ Jesus, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses. I didn't come up with a picture for imputing, uh, for trespasses, I came up with dress patches. So, uh, it's a patchy dress for dress patches. So, you see the little throne in the cross, God was in Christ reconciling, that's, that's already become your symbol for reconcile is the, the swinging silo building. Um, reconciling the world to him and has given us the word of reconciliation. That is, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. So I have big bass fish and it doesn't look anything like a bass fish, but anyways, it's, uh, the point is it's a bass beside a door. Ambassadors. Uh, for Christ, you see the throne on top of the door, as though God were pleading through us. You see the, the throne behind, pleading through us. Uh, so, we implore you on Christ's behalf. You can't really see it, but Christ's behalf, that is actually half a bee that the man is standing on. So, we implore you on Christ's behalf. That's kind of a gruesome picture, I know, just half a bee there, but he's standing on top of the, the bee. Be, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So the B 
the reconcile to God, be reconciled to God. Uh, then uh, 21, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Now, it's a sin card there because in Canada we have a social insurance number, which is our sin card. So that's our sin card. That for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So there's a writing nest for righteousness and God's in there. The right that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So, that's it. Any questions? Uh, you guys, I really hope to sell you on this memory system because it does work. It, you may mock it, but I hope you at least saw a little bit that this can really revolutionize your memorizing. Uh, and you'll, you'll notice I do have the word key if you remember what, if you forget what the pictures are for. So. Thank you.